One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? Worried, Connor. Very worried. Oh. <laughs> Once again. We've been talking for several minutes before the night's went live, and not once did you raise any issues. Well, look, you know I'm worried about everything all of the time anyway. That is true. But the one thing I want to share with the listeners is that I read a news report today that Ireland might hit 30 degrees this weekend. (laughs) And I, Jesus Christ, lads. What's that in Fahrenheit? 190? I'd say about a million. Quite I, I think mathematically that might be a million, but Irish people, we haven't experienced anything like this. What's going on? No, the, the hottest temperature ever recorded in Ireland was 33 degrees. Uh, very difficult for us to say. Um, <laughs> and it was in a small forest. <laughs> three trees. The three trees were at 33 degrees. It's a, it's a funny game we can play with the family. Uh, but uh, it's 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, so, so very warm. I mean, you could look at that anywhere else in the world and think, that's this every day. But oh, like you tell oh. me, I, I'm buying a flight to Salou and you tell me it's going to be 30 degrees. Happy days, boy. You tell me it's going to be 30 degrees in my own house. No, no, no. no I don't like it here. It's like it, the... I like going away to experience it, but I feel violated if the heat comes to us. I don't, I don't want that. No, no, because we, we don't have infra- We don't have air conditioning in our house. <laughs> we don't have air. We don't have air. We might as well not, God help us. <laughs> so this is weird news, Sean. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read those stories out to me, a man who has been too busy, quite frankly, roasting alive to mm. look at any weird news, Connor. 
Before we started recording, by the way, um, just so everyone knows, Sean was like, I'll throw on the fan in my room, uh, <laughs> cool me down. And then we tried to do the intro. Um, he did. He checked his microphone, and it turns out if you have a fan on right beside your microphone, it kind of it sounds like up. you're in an airplane. Just imagine <laughs> I was in a wind tunnel recording it. Yeah. Imagine how good that episode would be. <laughs> it would be our best episode ever because I'd be able to actually hydrate, hydrate, aerate myself. Air, yeah, of course. <laughs> John, we're going to start off weird news this week with. A story that I feel like might be the strangest one we've had in quite a while. On a show um, called Weird News, you're going to make that claim. I, get, I was trying to figure out the right word. Maybe that's strange, but it's just audacious, I suppose. Audacious? Um, because I have Indian farmers streamed fake pro cricket matches to, re- to Russian betters for two weeks. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. I was wrap, I've been trying to wrap my head around this story all day, waiting to tell you. Yeah. Um, I, so, oh, sorry. A group of Indian farmers set up a fake Indian Premier League cricket tournament. So, if you don't know, the Indian Premier League in cricket is like a really prestigious league where yeah. obviously they play cricket shot. This might surprise you. Interesting. Um, but India, notoriously quite good at cricket. Um, good, Australia. England, you know, just Ireland, not so much. We just kind of, we've forgotten that. Yes, we just like, um, we like a day out, you know. We like cream, that's what we're all about. But it's too cream. sunny, <laughs> so we don't like it that much. Far too hot. The, uh, I also just want to get it out there. I don't know if it'll come up in the story. I tried watching a game of cricket and I've never been more confused in my entire yeah. life. I don't know what goes on in it. Uh, to be honest with you, look, I don't want to have any slander towards cricket, but it wouldn't be for me. No. Oh, um, oh, well, Connor. It takes Dial place it back over four days or three days. Any game that takes place longer than like an hour. Yeah, I like I looked at the score and it was like 536 or something <laughs> at one point. How does that happen? <laughs> Blowing up, lads. <laughs> We've been here all day. Um, so, Indian Premier League, These the group of Indian farmers, they set up a fake Indian Premier League cricket tournament. So convincing that they managed to trick a Russian audience into making real bets. According to a report from the Times of India, the fake games took place on a farm in a village with 21 farm labourers and unemployed teens who were paid 400 rupees each and tasked with impersonating pro-cricket players players from well-known Indian teams. But what was the, the what was the start of what was the impetus for like lads, do you know what we should do? Is we'll get some wickets and we'll put them up in the field <laughs> and we'll stream it. <laughs> like why did that happen? The farmers reportedly live streamed the tournament to YouTube over what? the course of two weeks. <laughs> 400 rupees, by the way, is like a fiver in the Euros. <laughs> and even set up a Telegram channel dedicated to the games. That's where they took bets from Russian gamblers located in Moscow and in various areas around Russia. Despite the fact that the actual Indian Premier League cricket tournament ended in May. So what right. they've done is they've taken advantage of the fact that maybe the Russian audience wouldn't know that the tournament was finished. Um, at the end of May. Yeah. So they do their own tournament and be like, well, the teams are still playing. I mean, but the thing is, is it any less worth betting on? Because 
You can bet on anything. This sounds like a fucking... I, I'm okay, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to get that money back. Gonna, do you know what a fiver you lent me? I'm going to get it back, I promise. That, that plus double, my dude. I'll get you 800 <laughs> rupees over here. But, like, you're, you can still just, like, bet on a, a game, right? You, it doesn't have to be... I suppose I, I mean, like, it kind of... But, it, I mean, there's a bit more prestige in betting on, you know, a professional... Game, and you're rather, probably basing it off of their previous wins and stats and well things like also that. sean i did not say that this was a game that you know was fair um oh. but the farmers managed to dupe oh. its russian audience anyway thanks to some clever thinking and a makeshift setup they set up five hd cameras and lights around Where the field did they get them <laughs> As well as added sound effects that mimic the noise from a real crowd. You know, that's gas. Do you know, it's like in COVID they have to pipe in the sound of crowds and things like that. But like, why? Because this sounds like a scheme that someone's cooked up. But why is it so elaborate? This is why I could not wrap my head around. All day, Sean, I've been like, is this... Is this the greatest, smartest thing I've ever heard of? Or is it the biggest piece of shit housery we've had in quite a while? Alda, you were in work today, correct? Yeah, I was, but I wasn't working. <laughs> I was distracted <laughs> by this. I was distracted. I can't do a tappy tap on a laptop. I'm thinking about the Indian Premier League. And so did they rig the game then so that they would win all the bets? Well, here's the thing. Players swapped between jerseys belonging to the Chanel Super Kings, Mumbai Indians and the Titans, while an umpire... So they put on different jerseys depending on who was playing over the two-week period. (laughs) And then an an umpire paraded the field with walkie-talkies. As the games progressed... One man took on the role of famous cricket commentator, and I'm going to butcher this poor man's name, Harsha Bogle, who actually acknowledged the group's epic scam on Twitter as well. Um, So one of the masterminds behind the phony tournament then fed instructions to the umpire based on the live bets that they received. So they're like, oh, they're betting all their money on this dude. Yeah. So give him a foul right now. Yeah. So the umpire would then make a signal to the batsman and bowler to steer their bets in their favour. Um, this is amazing. <laughs> Indian police busted four of the con men during the tournament's quarter final stage. <laughs> they were having heats. <laughs> It was last 16 quarterfinal semi-final, you know what I mean? Um, they were just taking, who were just taking delivery of 300,000 rupees from Russian betters before the shutdown. That's insane. Yes. 300,000 rupees. It's about four grand, well, 3,800. Jesus. And that's about the same in dollars at the minute, because the euro is worth a dollar at the minute. That's another yeah. thing I'm worried about. Uh, <laughs> I, the <laughs> thing is, worried. I'm just, I like to, I'll take all the concerns upon myself. That's uh, okay. And so, did they take, I, I guess it's fraud, isn't it? You are lying I, I to mean, people uh, and taking What do you money. mean, I guess it's fraud? I mean, it's the biggest case of fraud we've had in a long time, but at the same time, it's so elaborate that it's one of those that I... You know what? It, it's Fucking like, hell, boys. It's like a movie. Like, this will be made into a movie, I, I Yes. Think. Like, it's like the longest yard meets snatch kind of a thing. Because <laughs> about cricket? Because you, you only need to convince one of them 
that it's real to the betters. Yeah. And then they will tell their friends and be like, Did you have you been watching the Indian Premier that fucked me that game last night? Serious. I've started betting on it. Do you want to start watching a game together, will we? It's on YouTube. Live streamed. Live streamed on YouTube, it's fine. They got yeah. this they got a world renowned commentator talking over it here. <laughs> They've got HD cameras. Why would it be fake? Big crowd is there. Big crowd. You can't see him, but you can, you can hear him. Yeah. Um, a lot of carrots so, growing in the field. <laughs> so they're in the middle of a farm and they've set it up so that it's a fully like laid out pitch and the game is going on. They're all decked out in all the proper gear and they swap jerseys depending on who's playing who and they just have the same people playing. Oh, do you think this is how... Because you know back in the day, right, like sports would just be a load of lads would get together and they'd, they'd play a few games, right? I, yeah. uh, just summing up yeah. sports Well, look, here. you're a very uh, cultured man, Sean. Know, You've just Connor, seen. I'm yeah. the sportsman of this podcast, okay? I've never bowled a wide in cricket. Uh, but <laughs> like, I get strikes all day. <laughs> but these like really big and important competitions, like they can trace their way back to being like, ah, oh, just a local village would get together and then they'd have a winner. So what if this is the start of like a new league of cricket in India? You're you're taking like a rival league to the Indian Premier League. Yeah, maybe instead of the Premier League, we call it like the Champions League or something oh, like that. Oh, this is for the real champions. Yeah, the, yeah. Or, or the what, oh, sh- oh, look, I'm a sportsman, but I forget. Yeah. wasn't there a thing they were going to make like the ultra hyper league in soccer or something like <laughs> it that? It was uh, the European Super League. That was it. it. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. They, they, what they did was they were just going to pick like six or seven of the top teams and just put them in that. All the richest ones and just be like yeah. yeah, you can play. I think uh, you never get relegated and you always win. And that went over really well with everyone. It went really well. <laughs> the, uh, you know the Super Bowl? Yes. Have I ever explained to you the concept of the Hyper Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, can you go back to the bit where you said you're a sportsman of the podcast? No, yeah, please. So it's, a, it's imagine your standard American football field in the Super Bowl. I have it in my head. Okay. And I want you to imagine a second one, but it's intersecting like a T with the other one. And then four teams play at the same time on the two separate <laughs> fields. <laughs> but, I, hang on, is, this, is the other pitch intersecting fully? So like half and a half, like a plus, or like is it a T? It's a plus sign. It's a plus sign. Okay, it's a plus sign. Yeah, so okay. there's a square of danger right there's, in the middle. There's a square that if you're in there, you're going to die. Yeah. But you have to get through there to get to the touchdown line. And so, to me, my question will be, can you swap goals? Are you always, you're always going the same way? <laughs> you want a guy to, like, <laughs> run half the pitch and take a sharp left. Well, you take the shortcut to the right. <laughs> you just go diagonal. <laughs> like, they're coming to tackle you, you just veer directly to the right. No, there's electric fences on, or surrounding the plus sign. No, all uh, the players are tagged, and if they go through a certain course. area, they blow up. Yeah, they're suicide squatted. They have little collars on them. Of course. So, like, it doesn't look like there's a barrier there, but there's going to be one guy that's going to try it, and you got to set a, set a, you know, a rule. You need the slipknot of the Dallas Cowboys. You need the moment where they go, oh, shit, we're never getting out of here alive unless we play by their game. There's only one way out, and that's to win. <laughs> and, look... I don't want to put ideas in your head. But are we taking the longest yard too? Oh, the longer yard. The the long... Well... The first one is the longest yard. It's the longest yard it could possibly be. The longest metre. Oh. (laughs) The the longest metre. 
and it's a, it's a, it's a ragtag Irish team who joins yeah. the Hyper Bowl. <laughs> and we don't understand the rules of American football. We're just like, what are we doing, lads? We're just here what to have a good time. So, we get the crowd behind us, and we're kind of a people's champion. So we have this ball. What do we do? Just fucking kick it, do we? Do we yeah. kick it down the field, do we? Sure, sure. I'm not going to carry it in my hands, am I? Huh? Sure, I'm not going to let the boys fucking get me, am I? I'm not fucking tick. <laughs> fucking stop that now. <laughs> Yeah, some lad hits you. Stop that now, boy. Right? Have a look at me. Stop. It's a lot of headbutts. A lot of headbutts from the Irish team. <laughs> so, I mean, the Hyper Bowl would be our game that we could probably stream. Um, we'd probably have to take some hostages, you know, uh, to get the, some necklaces that maybe could blow people up. But other than that... It's going to have to be a dark web stream, I'm afraid. <laughs> but we'll go commentate. So... <laughs> I don't know if I'm the heart... <laughs> oh he's gonna die <laughs> oh we're gonna show it off we bought 18 HD cameras and you get more and more into it <laughs> I get bloodthirsty by the end of the Hyper Bowl and like I'm just there like I, I take the trophy for myself and just push the explode button on everyone's necks <laughs> you're you Amanda Waller I'm Amanda Waller um, I go mad with power so here's my thing Sean is these poor Russian people oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're tuning in okay they yeah. think they're having the greatest league of cricket of all type um, I'm assuming they don't know any different and all the players to my knowledge to get away with it so you would just swap like baseball caps you would swap outfits you'd swap like gear so yeah. nobody's ever looking having the same outfit and then when you go out, it's a completely different game. And if they bet on a certain team to win, you go all in on the other team, you make your money back. Yeah, and you make... And then until... How did they get caught? Did, like, the police catch wind of it? Like, the YouTube stream or something? It would have to be one person. One person must have... This doesn't... This doesn't look, or have some sort of knowledge of like, wait, didn't I watch the final of this three weeks <laughs> there, ago? There's one Russian dude who hasn't shown up to his friends yet. And he's just really into cricket, but he hasn't told them. They're like, oh, come over and watch this. We'll play some bets on it. And he's like, that's... And he looks at his watch and he's like, it's July. <laughs> the last game was played like on the 30th of May. Wait a minute. Sort of, are you betting on replays? So, I mean, the main question then is how do you get that piece of information from Russia? Not with love, but from oh. Russia to India, to the Indian police of that area of town to like mm, get out there I don't know like my gut says pigeon but my head <laughs> says email uh, but I don't know Russia's got <laughs> a lot going on concern. <laughs> <laughs> this is a wild ass story and I don't think you're going to believe it my friend is seven grand in the hole <laughs> to this fake leak what, what I want you to do officer is go on to YouTube right now <laughs> And just type in cricket. Oh, it's not that high up the search rankings? Okay. And he speaks perfect. They both speak the perfect language to understand each other. But, you know, neither of them can speak each other's language. But oh, they, they're both they speaking Lithuanian in my head. <laughs> both, yeah, of course. Um, so, Sean, I mean, I think these masterminds might go down in the shithousery hall of fame. Just, I don't even understand how you come up with this plan. No, like, I respect it. It might be fraud, but I don't think anyone should do time for this. Because it is HD cameras so aren't cheap. They were just trying to make, like, break even. They hardly had those lying around, like, did they? You don't have five HD cameras and a full kit of cricket teams that are, like, perfectly team licensed. That is true. That is. They invested so much money in to make, like, four grand back. 
<laughs> yeah, but I think at that point it was the thrill. It was just it was they were in it for the love of the game. Connor. Yeah, they they, they love the game too much. But Sean, I feel like we need to to move on to our next piece of news. Um, and I have found the marathon for you. Now oh. look. I know what you're saying. You're saying you're the biggest sports star around, right? You're you're the sporty one of the pot. Um, you do have a knee brace, but at the Look, same time, don't, d- d- doesn't many a sports person have a knee brace? True, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but here's my take, Sean. I think I have found the perfect intersection of your speedy, speedy runs and your love for the drink because oh. I have. Australia's infamous beer run has been confirmed for this month. Say again, Connor? <laughs> so, Say it slowly you, and look into my eyes this time. <laughs> so we have a lot of listeners in, in Australia and I think Australians and Irish people probably have this very thing in common in that they love a bit of, you know, the sup. The, love a bit of the sup, a bit of, bit of the crater, a bit of the drink. <laughs> Uh, and also love a good run every now and again, you know? <laughs> Mostly to a different area of drink. Most likely. I will say as well, it's winter in Australia at the minute, so they're not running in full heat either. So if you've ever run a marathon, or even a half a marathon, it's a one hell of an achievement. And there's nothing quite like that first sip of that sweet amber nectar of the gods. <laughs> After running what feels like a million miles, written by, I can only assume, someone that needs some help. Yeah, um, like, I'm, I, like I joke about it, but that's, yeah. like, that's language that involves a <laughs> certain level of nectar. dependence. <laughs> the sweet nectar. I need it. <laughs> so some lads down under decided to combine the two things. Let us introduce you to the beer run coming to Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane on July 24th. Basically, it is a run that thankfully only lasts five kilometres and consists of five stops along the way at some of Australia's best breweries. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, (laughs) it sounds like a lovely walking tour is what this sounds like. (laughs) Consider it a pub crawl, but instead of crawling, you're meant to run... Run and, like, instead of water stations, there's just, like, five breweries along the way. While running with a a stomach full of beer sounds like a match made in hell, it did also sell out last year and has sold out this year. Presumably you buy the ticket and you get the drink for free. Yeah, I think maybe that's the the goal. You just have to make it the 5k. Like, I Um, don't, like, running on five points, though, is going to be rough. Especially if you have the nachos in between. Oh, <laughs> why would you? He's brought his own. He he's brought his own. What's he doing? <laughs> he's in the middle of the race. He's reheating garlic bread. <laughs> Where did he get that microwave? <laughs> <laughs> so, over the course of two or three hours, depending on how fast you can drink and run, runners will be taking on a five kilometre journey that stops off at five different breweries. You'll pretty much be taking on one brewery per kilometre. Um, so runners in Melbourne will meet at Burnley Brewing and then jog on to Mountain Goat Beer, Moondog OG, Stomping Ground Brewery and finish at Bodriggy Brewing Company. People in Melbourne, could you tell us, are they good? Are they any good? They sound like craft breweries. Which means those are going to be like 8% as well. Oh, yeah. oh you're going to be shit-faced by the to, end of it. You're going to be... Well, unless you just... Sweat it out of you, like on but, the run. No, it's surely the idea. Think about it. Alcohol would dehydrate you, does it not? 
And what's the one thing that would Never dehydrate you even more? <laughs> a load of salt, maybe? Uh, <laughs> running. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 running. So you're sweating and then you're drinking and you're already tired. I think you're pissed after maybe the third one. You're like, you can barely go. I think you're just miserable, though. I think, like, I think you would not even reach the point of drunk. You would go straight to hangover because your body is just desperate for like liquid from water apparently during the run several uh, running guides will be beside the joggers who will lead the joggers along the route they do a similar thing with blind runners in races that don't involve beer except this one will be to determine that runners don't wind up the other type of blind and get lost very good blind drunk Connor Mm -hmm. Uh, now Mm -hmm. here's the thing and this might be the Irishman in me would you have a few cans before (laughs) Because if I'm going with all of the lads, right? Yeah, you're going, you're going out. Yeah, yeah, I'm going out. And say the race is at like, I don't know, what, two or three o'clock in the day? Yeah. You're, what are you going to do from 12 to those long I mean, hours between have, dawn and the up, evening? You could wake up and have like a hearty cereal breakfast and maybe a smoothie and then be like ready to go for the Oh, room. mimosas, okay. No, no, no. I, I like mean like it. a strawberry, like non-alcoholic Daiquiri, smoothie. okay. Um, and then maybe just like some sort of fibre, some sort of carbs. Just ready to go, maybe a few, maybe three hours before the run, so you're perfectly poised and ready to go. Right, okay. Or you have a vodka Red Bull, so that you're I, just kind of ready to go. Like, you're just, no food. You're just, you're just aggressively energetic. Just eating is cheating, Connor. you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> the tickets also include one beer in each of the five breweries. Um, and to be honest, that's probably all you'll need, unless you want to, you know maybe get sick after probably the fourth or fifth one, um, which is also a good possibility. I do think that fifth brewery, when you stop and have the point oh, in the fifth brewery and you have to start up running again, <laughs> oh, I think your your body is just going to be like stapled to the ground. They apparently point. give you a race bib, just in case. Just in case. They don't fucking trust you at all, do they? <laughs> um, there's also a beer run medal for everyone who finishes the race. So there's all the more incentive to make it to the end, if you can. So, I mean, Sean, this race is here for us. You can sign up right now. I could sign if- up, fly to Australia. Yeah. Be a part of that race and then fly straight yeah. home. And you could represent us. Because, like... I think where, you're the perfect man first. Where would I get any Heroes for Hire branded merchandise, though, Connor? Oh, um, we do have an athletic section of the Heroes for Hire Donny store. Do we actually? <laughs> I'm sure we do. <laughs> That's <laughs> We've got backpacks. You can put all the alcohol in your backpack. Oh, just, that's a power move. You're you're like halfway to the next brewery and you just crack a can. And you're just like, lads, any... any? You're intimidating people. <laughs> Which is your proficiency with the drink. You're just doing shots of straight vodka just as you go. You've got one of the big like bar bottles and it has the pour spout on it. And you're just pouring out trays of shots to people. No, I think, see now for me, I think you fuck with people. I think full bottle full of water, put it in like a vodka bottle. Oh, and you're just swigging out and, of that on the and way. And you're like, and these boys are like, he's a fucking lunatic. This lad's drinking vodka straight. I'm getting perfectly hydrated by whiskey. I think you mean iced tea, gentlemen. <laughs> I think you mean apple juice. <laughs> the uh, look, I look, drink responsibly, but that does. I actually like don't drink, fun. so that's why I'm sending you. <laughs> well, you drink irresponsibly then, and just drink your <laughs> water to... over some live electrical cables. Perhaps. I had a fad to last week. <laughs> oh, he's fizzy. 
<laughs> I was a bit burpy. Oh, it, it makes him a bit giddy, the Fanta, all right. Just... DM and I like craft beer because I'm I'm a middle class white man, Connor. What yeah. can I say? Well, I assumed. <laughs> you look like a man who likes craft beer. <laughs> if, if someone says that to you, do you get offended or do you just go, okay, that's fair enough? Uh, I, I, I think I'm a bit like, oh yeah, it's fair enough. Because anytime yeah. I'm saying it, I'm usually wearing like a flannel shirt as well. So I just, it fully completes the look. And a little bit of a hole in your jeans. Oh, just a little, just a little tasty just, knee hole. Just enough, just a little dash of skin so they know what I'm hiding. What's this? The Doc Martens? Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> so people in Australia, if one of you, I would massively love it. If one of our listeners in Australia partook in that race. And wore a Heroes for Hire shirt when you did it. I think that would be fucking amazing. That would actually be the best thing ever. Or even uh, a hat. Even a hat. Even like a crudely crayon drawn banner that you stream behind you. That would be excellent. <laughs> so, Sean, I feel like we need to move on to our next piece of news. And this is a story from, I think, last week that really, it's a small one, but it really caught my eye. And that's because. The article says, a one giant step for hamkind. Hamster survives daring trip into the stratosphere on a flying balloon. What? <laughs> they put a hamster in space? A hamster has successfully returned to Earth after being launched into the stratosphere on a flying balloon. Um, the space ham, as they call him, reached a maximum altitude of 23 kilometres. But is in good health after being safely recovered from the sea of Japan's... <laughs> one of Japan's a hamster has never been in the sea until now. How, how stressed as a hamster would you be? Just running around in that wheel. I assume they gave him a wheel on the, on the balloon. Um, according to the news, the company behind the Derek experiment, um, the hamster was placed in an airtight cabin 60 centimetres high and 50 centimetres in diameter with the same atmospheric pressure and temperature as the ground. Good. One photograph showed the rodent looking wistfully out the window while seven miles above the earth. <laughs> I'd be fairly fucking wistful myself if I, like... Because he doesn't know what space... He has no concept of space. And some a big hand put him into a different glass case. Yeah. And then suddenly he's miles in the sky. Apparently the object climbed an average of 6.3 metres per second. Jesus, that's... They fucking launched it. <laughs> <laughs> like a sp- poor hamster. And it was a balloon, was it? It wasn't like a rocket that they strapped yeah. onto. A camera installed inside the cabin showed the animal snoozing comfortably during the gradual ascent. Don't, don't hamsters have weak hearts, though? I think, yeah, they might be the worst person to choose for any sort of 5G situation. Yeah, you're going to want like something resilient like, resilient, like a cockroach or something that you can just send um, up and it'll be grand. They're hoping to bring manned space travel back to the masses and the experiment was designed to give would-be consumers confidence. Oh, if you're a hamster, if you're exactly the dimensions of a hamster, yes, you'll be fine <laughs> up to seven miles and once you can swim in the Japanese ocean. After. So you can get 23 kilometres high if you're a hamster, but I'm assuming for a human they'd have to build a bigger boat. It would be a much bigger balloon. And then, what, what do you do when you're up there? Like... 
they're, they're doing further test flights, apparently to an altitude, altitude of 25 kilometers. Um, at this side, at this height, people will be able to see the curvature of the Earth. Well, I mean, if well, it's real. Uh. If, well, I mean, that's why we need to go on these missions, Sean, to really prove how flat it is. You can see the curvature of the Earth from the ground, though, if you stand in the right place. No wonder the, the hamster hasn't been asked any questions since he came back down. Now he knows too much. That's another question. Now he question. knows that... What? I was sorry. I was going to say, what happens to this hamster now? Are you king of the hamsters, or are you seen as a bit of a traitor because you've betrayed your own kind you, to go betra- where you've betrayed the land? Yeah, you've yeah, betrayed yeah. The land. It's the, I don't know because I it's 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 like a weird like cursed situation because you've done you're the first hamster to yeah. go to space like that, and now you just have to be a hamster for the rest of your life. You have to go back on a wheel. You have to go back on a wheel, and it's like it, it's literally like that's a that's a that's a symbol for like oh this is shit. Uh, and the have you ever, have you seen two thousand one a space odyssey? I have. What if the hamster went through like what happens at the end of that, where it's he sees himself aging, and he's just like dying in a room by himself, and he's a hamster, and then he has to come back to Earth and just reconcile with the fact that that happened to him. <laughs> so we got the Stanley Kubrick's family and be like, we're doing it again. <laughs> We're doing it again, but you know how Disney remake things in live action? Yeah, we're, we're redoing this with a hamster. We're just—it's all—it's the hamster verse. You're gonna love it, John Ham. He features quite heavily. He's not the hamster, though. He's no, just—he's no, no. he's just John he's Ham. the one human. He's the one human in the hamster verse. He's the only one that's allowed. Okay, Richard Hammond just missed out. <laughs> um, the there's. Did you see the thing? This is completely off topic, but. Uh, someone wants a Muppets remake of Pride and Prejudice, um, but Adam Driver plays Mr. Darcy, and he plays it completely straight, and he's the only human in it. Fuck me, he could do that. He, he man, could kill that. He, he would destroy that role. Yeah. Like, he destroyed my heart. <laughs> and you know what? He has the kind of face, like, he has that Michael Caine aura about him. Yeah, yeah, where he could conceivably be dismissive to a Muppet and we're like yeah that that makes sense I don't know if it's illegal in July to talk about Muppet's Christmas Carol but I mean it's the greatest Christmas movie of all time I watched it for the first time last Christmas it's pretty damn good it's not better than all of the other reindeer though Michael Caine is I mean just absolutely playing it as straight as a line in that movie there's oh and there's the line at the end and it's like and Tiny Tim who did not die by the way (laughs) so Sean what do we do with like hamsters first I feel like we're next any day now you think it goes hamsters mildly successful podcasters and then general population I'm proud of that we said mildly. Well, look, we? we're doing quite well. We're doing all right, lads. We're doing all right. Thanks to everyone for your support. I really appreciate it. You're all here. Someone heroes. tell my mom, fuck's sake. I tell your mom. <laughs> I tried to say mom, mum, and mam there, which yeah. got, all got blended together in my head. See, I did an accent when I said mom so I can get away with it. But ah. Irish people, if you say mom in general, you will be kicked out of the country. I say ma. That's yeah, what ma. I say. Ma. Here, so. old lady. <laughs> Here, old lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. Um, and I have found one man's dream that might be the strangest dream that we've had for quite a while because I have Colorado Springs man hopes to be the fourth person to push a peanut up Pike's Peak with his nose. <laughs> what the fuck? Like... 
How little is going on in that man's life? <laughs> that he no, that he has just like the the freedom to do this. Do you know, like that man is not a care in the world. So lying on the lying on his stomach in the rain, and I cannot stress enough how much I want you to look up an image of oh, this man oh, oh, oh. pushing this peanut because once you see his technique, I think you'll be you'll be intrigued. Peanut um, up mountain, it's Colorado Springs man, Colorado. peanut up Pikes Peak with his nose. Um, Bob Salem wears a device affixed to his face that looks both like a homemade gas mask and the trunk of a very skinny elephant. A peanut in its shell rests on the ground in front of him, Sean. So basically... I'm I'm trying to get an image here. I'm so sorry. Uh, Where... uh, Oh! Yeah, I found it. (laughs) Wait, there's steps! Yes! He's going up a mountain. It's like some kind of fucked up Greek punishment. <laughs> so basically, he says in his interview, I'm just going to sit here and low crawl my way up here and flick the peanut up the mountain, he says, laser focused on the task. What if he loses the... They, oh my God, they have like an Everest style tracker and it's oh. a peanut and a load of red lines indicating how far he has left to go. Um, He's so far to go. What's even worse, Sean, is the thing on his face. You might think, where did he get this? I mean, it's a homemade... It looks like a homemade gas mask and, like, the trunk of an elephant. Like, that has to be specially made, maybe by some sort of, like, high-tech company. Well... The homemade contraption on his face is actually just a mask from a sleep machine with a black plastic serving spoon duct taped to it, Sean. You better believe it. And it looks exactly like that, I'll be honest. Uh, do, why is he doing this, though? What's so special about push? Do you get a, a wish if you do it? So here's the thing. There's been three men so far already that have pushed the peanut up the fucking mountain with their nose. And he wishes to be the fort, which I would add makes it worse that he's done it because once after three people have gone, I think leave it. I think, yeah, I think that, like there's no improving the game here. Find a different mountain. Do it up Everest. <laughs> Do it down the Amazon. Like just flick at it. Oh, other, yeah, go, go to like... The Grand Canyon and push it down. Actually, it's quite easy to get a peanut to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I push it say. up. Push, push it back up out of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I want you to have a scene like Mission Impossible 2 at the start. He wants to be like Tom Cruise climbing the mountain face, but he has to flick it up the exact... Like, it's like a proper, just a side of a mountain. Is it the one... Like, it's the same peanut the whole time. Like, if he loses the peanut, he has to go what back and find it. What if it goes into the grass? It, right? What if it goes into the long grass? Can he touch it with his hands? What if a bird comes and grabs it? What if the bird grabs it and carries it to the top of the mountain? What happens Doesn't then? count as him doing it, though. What if he paid the bird? Still doesn't count. I mean, that's him cheating. That is true. But what about... Because Sam carried Frodo to Mount Doom at the end. Yeah, of course. I mean, we all in. know that. Yeah, but Frodo is still technically the ring bearer, you know? <laughs> Sam was more of a Frodo bearer at that point. So what if this man gets a friend to carry him while he carries the peanut on his nose? I have another thing, John. Yeah. Just as amongst all of your ramblings, is there's nothing fast about the peanut pusher in that it takes several hours. Several hours. He's going to get about a mile an hour, apparently. And how many um, miles as is he it? Conti- 
Um, it's a 12.6 mile journey. Oh, that's... Your back is going to be in bits. Which to me, one, either your back is in bits, or two, you come back tomorrow, which means you have to leave the peanut there and hope nobody touches it before you come back. Yeah, or no wind comes along and knocks it all the way down. Pushes it back down. Like Sisyphus. (laughs) Um, from what I can tell uh, the peanut rolls backwards down the trail lost ground for Salem but he shimmers towards it and starts over noting that the entire 12.6 mile journey has 3 miles of steps he thinks that will be the most difficult part yes yes it will yes it will (laughs) it's not easy to roll things up steps when they're the size of a peanut and you're using your face as he continues practising, a few hikers come down the trail, utterly perplexed at the scene in front of them. <laughs> Imagine you're after a long hike and you see this lad on all fours, elephant tusking a fucking peanut up the path. <laughs> he goes, hello folks, come on by, I'm just practising, he laughs. To which one of them responds, and I think it's perfect, you're nuts. I mean... Very good peanuts, you know. Very good. Your um, cashews. He responds, from what I've been told, ha 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 ha, wow, someone get this man some other hobbies. How's this man's, like, friendship circle and partner doing? (laughs) He just needs one of them to be like, could you not? Can you not set up, like, a fake Indian fucking cricket league or something? get you on, like, LinkedIn jobs and, like, (laughs) start you with something? Because I don't think unemployment is good for you. He doesn't even need a job, though, Sean. Maybe he just needs, like, a video game that he likes. Something that doesn't involve breaking your own spine to complete something that's already been done. Here, do you want to go to the gym? And we'll just go to the gym and we'll just do a workout. You don't even have to do anything there. No! But going to the gym... And doing, like, a backflip onto the weights would be less harmful to your spine than doing this for 12.6 miles. I just, like, and who, like, is there any prize? Is there a, do do you win, like, a medal for doing this? Like, <laughs> apparently, um, the first time it was done was in May 1929 by a man called Bill Williams, Okay, um, just after uh, the Wall Street crash. That's fine. Uh, so Bill says, apparently it, took, apparently it took Bill Williams 21 days. He wore Bill. out his knee pads and at the end of the push he had used, I believe it was 21 pairs of gloves and up to 184 peanuts. There were stories about squirrels and tours taking his peanuts. So he had to keep replacing the peanuts. <laughs> Bill. So Bill was allowed to replace peanut. I assume Bill yeah. didn't have a weird contraption on his face, though. In 1929, a man would just push it up with his nose. No, that man would be just... That's when men were men, Sean. It's, it's, we used to make steel, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was Bill particularly well endowed in the Schnoz department? Or... <laughs> They don't have an image. I oh. cannot tell you nay or yeah. That's um, absolutely fine. Also... Another man... Sorry. Well, his name's Bill Williams. Bill Williams. William Williams. Yeah, his name is William Williams. It was not lost to me. Carry on. Um, Willy Willy. Another man, Ulysses Baxter. Fucking great Fucking names. excellent <laughs> Ulysses You're, Baxter. Why is that man pushing a peanut up a mountain instead um, of finding Tutankhamen? president. <laughs> um, I'd follow Ulysses Baxter. He made his way uh, up the peak, Pikes Peak in 1963 using a salad spoon attached to his nose. It oh. took him just eight days. So Dead. the spoon is a real time save here. Mm. In 1976, Tom Miller pushed a peanut to the top in just four days. 
Um, but, says the president, Michael Mao, nobody actually saw him do it. <laughs> Tom, you can't do a solo peanut excursion. It just don't work. I, Tom definitely did not do that. Sure, I would tell people I did it if nobody was watching. Oh, Connor, I've done it. I've done it twice, backwards. <laughs> Can anyone tell me I haven't? No, nobody was there. But I know I have, and that's all that matters. <laughs> So Bob said he's pretty nonchalant about it. He decided to try his luck at peanut pushing after seeing a Facebook post. It all starts always a Facebook about how neat it would be for someone to do it again. He's also hoping to raise awareness for charity. How, Sean? What how? charity? Bob, what charity's doing this? What if he's allergic to peanuts and he like has to keep it at like a couple of feet away? Adds a level of danger to it. Like yeah. your breathing's going to get tough. Yeah, with the altitude and with the peanut. As for preparation, Salem says he's only trained a few times, practising with rocks, until he found some peanuts. Surely it's easier to know where peanuts are why, than rocks. I, why did you have trouble finding the peanuts? <laughs> Go to a shop, Bill. Is it in the shell or is it like the, the nut itself? No, it's in the shell. Okay. Can't determine if that makes it easier or harder. Cause Probably, I you, don't know. You know those jumping beans you used to be able to get? Yeah. I think it might be like that kind of situation with the shell on. It was more exercise than anything, he said, explaining his preparation. I was doing sit-ups, push-ups, pull-ups. As for crawling on the ground, that's really not much to practice. It's sort of a basic move and idea. But I'd wager your core would be quite important there. Like <laughs> He's shooting would be done in three days, apparently. That, that, like constant or is he going home? Or is he camping? Um, I think camping there. Apparently, it's a twelve-year-old son, Banyan, um, who <laughs> he's the only uh, sees on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> who the court says he's not allowed to see <laughs> until he stops with the peanut nonsense. Um, but Banyan apparently says uh, that his friends think that his dad is pretty cool. They sh- they don't. They don't, do Banyan. They. They're being polite. Also, your name's Banyan nice. for God's sake. Ah, uh, it's fun that you know. One day he's just there and then the other day he's pushing a peanut up a giant mountain Banyan says I mean yeah yeah but Banyan comes home from school and he's like hello and it echoes around his house <laughs> and there's just one peanut in the chair <laughs> listen to the peanut I've got out for the evening he goes to make himself like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then he just looks he takes a look at the peanut butter and just shakes his head and puts it back in the press jelly sandwiches is <laughs> jelly's just jam as well I love a jam sandwich um, Salem plans to camp along the way and a spotter will carry his backpack and food and water imagine being a spotter Jesus. other than that he doesn't need much well I got knee pads and elbow pads and my trusty little hat right here he said um, gesturing to a green hat on his head I'm really glad <laughs> we just need that thanks for painting that picture journalist <laughs> um, for the higher elevations I've got a one piece snowsuit if I need it but other than that you know just some sun cream just uh, uh, ju- just me a peanut and this friend of mine who I've gotten to carry everything for me <laughs> um, so apparently a runner passed him by last week and said you're not doing this all the way up the peak are you um, oh yeah he laughs flicking the peanut around the bend in the trail uh, well at least you're not going down in your backside because you'll probably wear a hole in your pants by the time that's done kudos to you man said the runner John, what? what what weird banter? 
It's uh, people. I suppose. What do you say to the man flicking a peanut up a mountain? Well, I, 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 I mean, I guess it's good you're not uh, on a bed of nails because that would hurt more. Guess it's good you're not a surgeon for my child needs surgery. He's like, and he's running the whole time, uh, so it's just getting further and further away. The banter. <laughs> um, I will say, I didn't say anything about bringing a spare pair of pants. He's planning to pack some extra peanuts just in case. Um, so, it's Sean, a ballsy, sorry, it's a ballsy move if you didn't bring extra peanuts, though. You're just so. Calm. He is currently doing the challenge as we speak, and I'm interested to know if he did it or not. Well, he's probably going to do it eventually. Yeah, I'd say by next, maybe by next week, we'll have an update on whether he did it, uh, and if or if he's just still going, like they lost him it, on the mountain, it, <laughs> and they find How him in a hundred li- years, and he's just surrounded by peanut plants. Yeah, he's, he's giving himself a peanut, maybe like a cremation. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like he's just surrounded also by epipens because it turns <gasps> out he is allergic. <laughs> he's so allergic, horribly allergic. That's what the bag was full of. Just Why full. did I do this? <laughs> Why didn't I use I don't know a grape or something? <laughs> so we are finishing off weird news, Sean, this week with our final story, and of course we are going to Florida because Florida man, he's. I mean, it's Florida, man. He he does what he does. That's true. Can I just um, say as well, any of the stories you've said this week could be attributed to Florida, man. So I'm really true. excited to see what's coming. Florida, man would set up the Indian Cricket League, to be fair. He would. He has, he has the skills. He has the resources. Um, Florida, man arrested after trying to flee deputies on riding lawnmower. That's the plot of the water boy. <laughs> Dusty Mobley. <laughs> no, that's not his name. His name's Dusty Mobley. Love that for him. Is he particularly There's no dusty? Way. If your second name was Mobley, you call your son Dusty. I call him Jobly. Jo- Jobly Mobley. <laughs> 40 of Hold Florida had avoided arrest on suspicion of stealing a boat in January by diving into a swamp, according to the sheriff's office. So... He gave, he's on suspicion of stealing a boat in that he stole a boat and, when they found him. They saw him steal a boat, but then he got away before yeah. they could put handcuffs on him. He drew, he stove into the swab and swam away. Um, he avoided arrest earlier this year, um, but he was not so lucky when deputies returned to him for him on Saturday. And he tried riding a lawnmower as a getaway vehicle, authorities say. Dusty Mobley 40 of Holt <laughs> kicked a John Deere riding lawnmower into high gear. High gear in the John Deere. <laughs> while he attempted to lose pursuing deputies, uh, according to the ta- department statement on his Facebook page. The chase ended when deputies um, got Mobley with their stun guns. And so apparently he fell off. It's not a lawnmower. particularly nimble or quick form of transport, though, is it? Very little protection, I would say. Very subtle as well. Not very subtle, in fact, in that it sounds like a lawnmower when you're riding around. When taken into custody, Mobley had a revolver and a handcuff key in his possession. A handcuff that's key. That's a fucking. That's a top level play right there. <laughs> Along with a pipe with mess. No. Oh. And that's a standard level play right there. <laughs> I've got the key for the handcuffs and a little bit for me. Because, oh, uh, I didn't tell you. So, do you know the way my most toxic trait is that I think I can unlock a safe within 15 minutes if you put it in front of me? I mean, that's one of them. Yeah, well, well ow. <laughs> uh, no, I was at a, a barbecue the other week and I brought that up. And I was handed a lockpick set uh, and a lock. Yeah. 
And I got into the lock within two minutes, Connor. So what I'm saying Fuck is, off. I'm entirely justified. Yeah, in but was like I've the lock said. pick scenario, like was it like one of those Christmas cracker ones that you get like a little toy in it? No, 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 no. It was like a oh, proper yeah. like lock pick, like thieves' tool set. <laughs> in, me, in my head, you've been conned into joining a gang <laughs> of like criminals. Gonna like, you think you're good? Let's bring them on the next job. And you're like, I'm just trying to impress guys. I just want to prove I can do it, friends. <laughs> I just like having friends. And you just hear like gunshots in the. It's that episode of the <laughs> IT crowd is what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Mobley's hometown is about 40 miles northeast of Pensacola in Florida, Florida's panhandle. I don't know why that needs to be said, just does. Florida um, is America's panhandle because it sticks out and looks um, like a panhandle. Continue. Good stuff. County jail records from Mobley on Monday showed he faces more than a dozen potential charges, including resisting an officer, obstructing police, possession of a weapon or ammo by a convicted felon, drug equipment possession, and grand theft of a motor vehicle. Um, so the boat so the what happened, they're talking about. Yes. So apparently what happened, the, I think it was the boat and the lawnmower. Oh, okay. Sorry. So just a, a, a grand yes <laughs> for the um, But apparently what happened was they finally tracked him down to his home okay. after all these months. Then they go to arrest him. He sprints out the back door and in the process sprints into a barn that he has on site. And then they think... He must have a getaway vehicle in there. Maybe a helicopter, maybe a jetpack, something something cool. So, some um, series of tubes that connects underground. But no, then they heard the very, very faint echoes of an engine being started up that was a ride-on lawnmower. And he slowly edged his way out of the barn and down the driveway. What well, is that any faster than running? I think running has to be faster. Like a full sprint, definitely faster. Uh, yeah fair enough like over distance you'd probably want the lawnmower to carry it but you're not getting away on a lawnmower is the thing (laughs) florida man he i mean to get away he committed a theft of the lawnmower but at the same time i mean he'd gotten away before like there's no swamps around he figured out a way to swim away from them somehow he was landlocked though connor it's a sad state of affairs he's a water-based animal He's purely a maritime escape artist. <laughs> so, um, Sean, I think that's the end of the episode. My God. I mean, look, yeah. I think we did well. I think we talked a lot about a lot. Sorry I derailed us talking about the hyperbole and then talking about drinking and then talking about, uh, I don't know, peanut-based injuries. Uh, would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yeah, please. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of weird news wednesday we will be back on friday with hero or zero if we don't melt by then uh monday with movie mondays and next wednesday with another episode of weird news wednesdays big thank you to everyone who supports us over on the patreon patreon.com forward slash heroes for hire podcast link to that in the description shout outs of course go to waffles the marvelous god of thunder and syrup kira lawler david clark ed ball joe burney roisin the wife palmer ryan technically fine evanson sean chuckle in the wash and it'll be grand jameson dominic josiah florida gal green anna hilmroos Lil Dicky, come stay where the dogmen play McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, the fabulous frogman, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Sackman41, Frost and Buster. Thank you all for the continued support. You're all absolutely amazing humans. 
head on over to the Patreon if you want to support us. There are other ways to do that, though. The merch store is linked below. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is a number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Neal. I shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.